Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Jim Duquette, former Major League General Manager, joining us here on the show. Jim, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you doing today? What's going on, guys? How are you? Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you on. So I know earlier today on your show, you guys were able to have on uh, John Mosellock, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, yes. Cardinals takeover on MLB Network Radio today. Uh, what was your conversation like with Mo? What was your biggest takeaway from him today? Well, yeah, yeah we, we did have him on. He, you know, I think, um, you know, just getting a, a sense, uh, obviously, you know, coming off of last year and getting to the postseason the way they did. And obviously the offense wasn't as good, you know, so, so we, we kind of focused on that part of it first and, you know, not just Arenado, we know what he's going to add to the, to the mix and how, how he fits both offensively and defensively. It just, you know, and improves the defense as well. You know, I think, I think, um, you know, improving, improving a club, not sure who their leadoff guy is going to be, which is kind of obvious without Wong there, but I think Edmund probably has the, the, the inside track there, but I think they're going to try out a bunch of different guys in that spot. Um, I think what stood out to me is, you know, they have uh, more depth uh, overall in their pitching. And just from afar, like uh, all of a sudden, you know, Jordan Hicks is back and you know, looking at them from afar, we, you know, we didn't know what the, what the news was on Hicks until he pitched yesterday. Um, that's a positive, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Reyes coming back. So, so there's so many different guys that, you know, that, that, um, you know, without really having to do much um, on the pitching front, uh, it looks like they have, you know, plenty of depth to get through the whole season, which most teams, when I talk to them, has been a, a concern for them. Jim, I'm curious, how, how do you view the NL Central and the Cardinals kind of place in there? It seemed like a month, month and a yeah. half ago, everyone was talking about it's a disaster. <laughs> um, nobody's spending any money. They're going backwards. And now, you know, the Cardinals, you know, are able to acquire Nolan Arenado. Jock Peterson goes to the Cubs. The Brewers maybe gain a little respect. Do you think it is yep. kind of the um, Dodgers, Padres, and the Seven Dwarfs, or is there going to be some competition <laughs> in the National League? I like, I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, I would say that uh, I, I think that clearly those two teams in the West are, are really good, right? And I think, I think um, Atlanta is, is really mm. good. And then I think there's a next tier. Um, it's almost like a three-tier uh, mix. So, so, and, and I think the Cardinals are ahead of the next tier in the Central, and they're in the mix with Washington, the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could throw probably the Phillies below them, but you know I think that 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 that's the kind of the next tier, guys. I think clearly the Cardinals in the Central uh, over the other teams. Although, you know, like you said, Cubs and and, and Brewers have made 
some improvements. I would not rule out the Reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just because you know they had a solid year last year and and uh, so so I think but I, I do think that the, uh, you know from a tier kind of a tier uh, perspective I think there's three three tiers there and I would put the Cardinals in that second tier which is still postseason bound it's a matter of okay maybe they got to make a, a you know a trade at the deadline to to get up to the level of the of the three big teams Atlanta LA and San Diego what's the biggest gap there for you Jim between those two t- tiers. Well, yeah, I think I think the offense still with St. Louis, like you know, they were bottom of the of the of of Major League Baseball, not just in National League, bottom of in in home runs, right? Twenty eighth in runs scored, Um, even though they had guys on base a lot. They they those were areas that you you know just with Arenado, um, is plugging him in doesn't doesn't take you to top 10 in the offense, you know, in major league baseball. And so those other teams are a little more well-rounded, um, but clearly the Cardinals have the pitching depth to compete. And, you know, they have the top of the rotation guy in Flaherty. Like there, there's some things that, you know, you know, their bullpen, I think is going to be really good. So they have a lot of the elements. I just think that they're missing, you know, and I, I think we'll see the outfield, how it shakes out, but that's the one that's most glaring that at some point they're going to have to make a trade for an outfielder from somewhere, a little bit more, uh, certainty in their pro- in their production. Former Major League General Manager Jim Duquette joining us here on 101 ESPN. You can now hear him over on MLB Network Radio as well. Jim, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that depth in the um, pitching staff quite a bit. They definitely yeah. have that depth. The one concern that I think is starting to creep in with Cardinals Nation is with Miles Michaelis. He, he was pushed yeah. back with his throwing program. Now it sounds like the next time that he's even going to be able to have a bullpen is this upcoming weekend. And this is while he's coming off of that flexor tendon surgery that uh, uh, required him to miss last season. If you're in Mo's shoes, how how do you push forward with this, with the unknown of what it's going to be for Miles Michaelis? Do you start looking towards a guy like Jake Odorizzi, or do you feel like they have mm-hmm. internally enough to be able to patch it over if Michaelis has to miss some time? So if it's a short-term miss, that you know, I think they can kind of piece it together, right? Ponce de Leon, they still they still have it. He's been effective for them. I think you know you, you could. I know Hudson won't be back this year, but you can piece it together. I think you could. I think they're stretching out Reyes, which I'm kind of curious what that's going to look like. We know he's had the health issues, so you have to be careful there. But you can you can I think find you know a, a couple of starts. Uh, from within, um, short term, you know, to help kind of guide Michaelis through a season. But what what you are concerned, and I think wrote what you're what you're talking about is a, a real concern. Like, how long is this going to linger? Like, you, you need some kind of certainty or, or reliability uh, at some point. So, I don't know if you're at that point yet. Um, you know, if if you knew, let's as an example, you know, uh, if you knew that he was going to be out for an extended period of time. Sometimes that helps make your decision. Okay, you know what? I definitely need to go get Jake Odorizzi. Like I would not rule the Cardinals out in that. I don't have any indication that they're involved. You know, it seems like the Angels have been mostly um, interested. Um, but but I do think that you know a lot of the, whether they're interested or not. Well, it depends on the shoulder really of Michaelis and and um, if they could get an answer on that sooner rather than later. Jim, I'm curious how how you think Nolan Arenado's production, his numbers might be affected leaving Coors Field and and playing half his game at Bush Stadium, which is probably slightly pitcher-friendly versus hitter-friendly. 
And what did you have a formula when you were in the front office mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, translating Coors Field, a guy's numbers at Coors Field to, you know, uh, sea level numbers? <laughs> and has the, right. the, the view right. of that changed over the years? Yeah, well, it's so, you know, I think there was always that um, that feeling that the, the numbers were skewed or, or or inflated, as we know they are in, in cores. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's no secret when you look at Arenado's numbers at home, his OPS is over 1,000, and on the road it's still pretty good. It's over 800. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the 850 range, somewhere in that range. It's not, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, we've seen enough now where guys have gotten better even when they've let – let me use the classic example, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you guys saw it firsthand in Holiday, mm-hmm. right? When Holiday left Colorado, his numbers in St. Louis were really good. So I, I kind of view it like if you're a really good hitter with a good approach, which Arenado is on both, um, it may not translate to the way it did in cores. You can't expect those numbers. Those are mm-hmm. gaudy, ridiculous numbers that, that, you know, you don't put up in any stadium. But, but you know, he played in San Francisco, which is not a good hitter's park. San Diego, which had, until recently isn't a good hit park. Dodger Stadium is not that easy. to. Mm-hmm. So, so he produced against some really good pitching, you know, and I think that that'll translate. His approach will translate, you know, in, in St. Louis and then in, in the Central. Jim, I wanted to ask you, because we haven't talked to you since that trade, just to get your thoughts on what the Cardinals were able to get in Nolan Arenado. You've been around this game for a long yeah. time. You've seen a lot of third basemen. Where's he rank among the best that you've seen, especially defensively? Oh, oh. first off, it was highway robbery. The deal. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it was, I mean, this was Mo's finest work. I know he gets criticized sometimes. Uh, a lot of respect for Mo over the years and the success that he's had and the organization's had there. Because, I mean, just the last 10 years, being in the postseason seven times is that's hard to match if you look around the game. So that part, but, but what Mo did, you know, in fact that they're, you know, Colorado's paying most of his salary this year, if not all of it, um, that's even more ridiculous. But Arenado, in terms of his defense, he's been consistently uh, the best defender at third base uh, over, over anyone, over Machado even. And I've seen a lot of Machado too. Um, in my day, because he's here in Baltimore, he was here in Baltimore, and, and I love Manny, but I think no one, no one um, has been better, and and no one has been as consistently good year in and year out than Nolan on the defensive side. So that part of it, and then any, you know, how much he helps the shortstop too. By the way, he's going to help the young a lot. And I talked to Paul this winter about that. He was excited. So, so I think, you know, that's part of it. That I think you don't get a chance to see that as much with other teams on a day-to-day basis, obviously. But when you see him daily in St. Louis, I think you'll you'll definitely appreciate how good it really is. Jim, last question that I've got for you. We're talking to Jim Duquette, former Major League Baseball general manager. He's now a host over on MLB Network Radio as well. We talked earlier about um, Oda Rizzi and whether or not he could be an option here in St. Louis. I don't know if you have any insight on this, but what do you think it would require to get a guy like that? Like, what kind of a contract do you think he's looking at at this point in the offseason? You know, it's it's funny. Um, yeah, we were just talking about this uh, a little while ago, and and you know, for him and his, you know, his agents, they they're an experienced agency, Excel, uh, Excel and Casey Close. They they have maintained this value, uh, high value. They were looking for three years earlier in the winter. It was around twelve or fifteen million. And usually at this point in time, your your number comes down, right? Your years come down. Your ask comes down. And that hasn't seemingly changed all that much. And I give them credit for showing that patience and they're hoping that, you know, there's an injury out there or team realizes they don't have enough pitching, so they're going to come and, and, and face and, you know, and, and sign Jake. But I don't 
that's a stare down that if I were an agent, I'd have a hard time swallowing. I, I really would. I, like this is a basically a face off, you know, between teams that need him. And I, I in the end, think it's going to be a one year deal that he ends up signing again. Um, and you know, it's probably going to be around, I don't know, 12, 12 to 15 million, something like that. Um, that would be my guess uh, on a one-year deal. And, you know, I don't know if there's any bad one-year deal out there, personally. From a GM side, if you can get one-year deals, I'd sign them all day with guys because, they, you know, they need, to, they need to perform to get their next contract. Especially this year when you need innings and it seems yeah. like there's going to be a lot of young pitchers that might be a little held back on innings. And if he's pitching for his okay. next contract and he wants to up those innings a little bit, that seems like the best possible scenario on a one-year deal, no? Yeah, that's exactly right, and 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 I think that's that's what you try to take advantage of that if you're in the front office, you know, and the and the agents are like, oh well, everyone needs pitching, so we just got to sit out a little bit longer. So that that's where the stare down has been so far, uh, but you know, a lot of times the teams are in the in the driver's seat, and they you know they're going to march other pitchers out there, and you even there are times I believe we have enough pitching, we have enough, pitching. we never have enough pitching <laughs> at the end of the day. So so you know, I think he's going to end up with a job, but I. I think that uh, as teams look at this and go, man, I don't know how we navigate for 162 games this year. We better find them. I think sometimes that comes a little bit later in the spring, and I don't know if Jake can afford to wait. He's Jim Ducat, former Major League General Manager, now a host over on MLB Network Radio, over on MLB Network Radio all day. It's the Cardinals takeover. Jim, thanks so much for the time today, man. We always appreciate it. it. We'll talk with you again soon. Okay, you got it. Be good, Mark. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. As Jim Ducat joining us here on 101 ESPN. It's